know why clapping is the theme of this week. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know why we're clapping it up. I was clapping it up at the beginning of the new show. We're clapping it up as we're ramping up to start the main show. We're clapping, clapping it up. Mark's over clapping here just What's... like the most supportive coach in sports. <laughs> like, all right, guys, let's get it together for the second half. We got this. Come on. <laughs> I was doing this. I was doing this right at the beginning of the stream for like five minutes. I don't know why I was doing it, but I was totally doing it. All right, here we go. Your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. I'm Spencer. And I'm Mark. That spells spark. Your spark of inspiration to explore Game Pass. Charging sequence at 30%, 50%, Chief, 70%, 90%. This is Spark Pass. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Spark Pass, your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. My name is Mark, and you can see me. Oh, I feel incredibly perceived on the main show. Spencer, Spencer's here. Spencer's my best friend. Spencer, talk me down, bud. Hey, it's going to be okay. Oh. You've been oh. on You've been on camera millions of times. Listen, I know. We literally did it yesterday and two days before that. Hey, Mark, look, look, look. Uh-uh, look at me. Yep. Look at me. Okay, ready? Yeah. We're clapping. Yep. We're clapping. We're clapping. You're good. We're clapping. You're good. We're good. This is your We're thing now. This is We're, your this. this is your grounding technique for some reason. <laughs> How you doing, Spence? Oh, I'm doing all right, dude. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? How are you um, other than having an existential crisis? <laughs> uh, I'm always having an existential crisis these days, Spence, but I'm doing real good. It seems like the entire Xbox brand is having an existential crisis right now, so it kind of feels on brand for me to do this. Um, if you're listening on audio, I'm sorry for this bit that makes no sense. We're doing <laughs> the main show, the main Game Pass Game of the Month Club show on video for the first time ever coming straight into your stereoscope on youtube youtube.com slash spark pass uh the news shows have been on video for a while and we decided they've been working pretty well so let's take the next step let's do everything everything is video all of the time everything is video all of the time everything is video all of the time you can watch the video all of the time at youtube.com slash spark pass we went two separate jokes there. In my head, I was like, video killed the podcast or something like that. <laughs> but I we were both in... like in a song. <laughs> yeah, we. I went straight to Bo Burnham. I went full Bo Burnham on it. Yeah, you um, were a lot more topical than I was. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Listen, I love video killed the radio star. I DDR'd that shit all the time. Hell that yeah, great. dude. Hell yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this on the audio feeds... Fear not. The audio might sound a little different than it normally does, but the content is staying the same. We're not changing a thing about how we deliver the show otherwise. Um, it'll still be coming to your podcast feeds as it normally does alongside the news show. We're just doing everything in video now. So look at us. I probably should not be doing this show in my pajamas anymore, Spence. I haven't worn real pants in like a week and a half, dude. I wear gym shorts all day, every day. <laughs> I'm also I'm also <laughs> in the gym shorts today, so it's okay. But if you're listening on audio, not a thing changes. If you're on video, welcome. Welcome to Spark Pass, your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. What we do here on the main show is we review or really more talk about a game from the Game Pass library. We pick a game, we play it together, and we talk about it. And if you want to get involved, you can. You can contact us on social media, any social media on the planet. If you search Spark Pass, we're probably on it. And if we're not, your social media sucks. Also, you can email us, sparkpass at gmail.com. If you want to send us your thoughts about the game that we're playing, you can also check out the MPI Creates Discord. That's Spencer's Discord. 
Uh, and we have a Spark Pass section on there where you can tell us about the game we're playing this month. And the game we're playing this month, Spencer, your Game Pass Game of the Month Club game is the second part of our Minecraft spin-off mini-series. That's right. We're talking about Minecraft Legends, which just came to Game Pass in April. Spencer, I'm very excited to talk about this. This is um, the second part of a series that we've been doing, looking at how Minecraft is diverting away from its main franchise. And I'm super excited to talk about this game today. Yeah, I am too. Like, even outside of our enjoyment of the game, whether we enjoyed it or not, I think it's fun to talk about, um, like you said, Minecraft kind of expanding beyond um, just like core Minecraft, Minecraft proper, whatever we want to call the original Minecraft right. at this point. Right. Uh, I think it's cool that they didn't just like do Minecraft dungeons and go, all right, well, that was kind of fun, I guess. Let's let's never do that again. <laughs> Right. They've they've expanded in a new way and it, it's almost like they took flight and it's appropriate that they took flight because Mojang worked with a studio called Blackbird Interactive to bring us Minecraft Legends, a 2023 real time action strategy game developed by Mojang and Blackbird Interactive published by Xbox Game Studios came to Game Pass just this past month. This is not the first time in doing my research for the show, Spence. This is not the first time Blackbird and Mojang have worked together. Ooh. Um, back in 2019, uh, Mojang put out an iPad and Android and iOS game called Minecraft Earth. Um, oh. And they were assisted in that mission by Blackbird Interactive. Blackbird since went on to publish another game that you can play on Game Pass. Uh, they put together Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is a game that you could play on Game Pass. And then after doing their own project... Blackbird and Mojang came back together and decided they wanted to work on this new project. And this new project was Minecraft Legends. Was was Minecraft Earth like a a like real world, like Pokemon Go Niantic style game? Am I remembering that right? Or am I absolutely sure. insane? Pretty sure it was an AR game of some sort. Okay. Uh, I know it shut down because of the pandemic. Um it involved geolocation in some way. I know that for sure. Um, it shut down in 2021, so you can't play it anymore. But um, it, it was some sort of like geolocation AR. I, it sounded pretty similar to like a Pokemon Go. Okay, to that's what I thought it was. And yeah, that, that, that's fine. That's just what I thought it was. And I was like, am I just like misremembering this entirely? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's... That's where that studio came from. And they, you know, Blackbird has been around for a little while now. They've worked on a bunch of other stuff. They have a history in strategy games. It's basically a bunch of people left a big strategy game developer and formed their own studio. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a history in strategy games. And Minecraft, in a spin-off mindset, after the success of Minecraft Dungeons, decided to go into this game, Minecraft Legends, which we had a hard time describing to people in the last episode what the game was mm -hmm. <laughs> like it was genuinely a struggle for us to go so it's like so it's like a, an adventure game but it's also like a like a real time like what is this game having now played it spencer i think i have a pretty good definition a good comparable for for what you could call this game but what would you call this game genre wise um i mean i would still say it's like 
mostly an adventure game with some real-time strategy elements rolled in, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time that we played, especially like my side of it, because in this game you're not locked to like the same area of your screen as your co-op partner. You can go anywhere right. you want. Uh, so I just ran off in random directions and explored the map as I am one to do in video games. <laughs> and uh, Mark was like, I'm going to stay by and, and, you know, do some strategy to help us actually be good at the video game. And I was like, look, a tiger. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think that early exploration was really important for us. And you did turn on strategy brain by the end. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I think you absolutely came around to the strategy portion. But yes, in the initial goings, it was just kind of me going, okay, we should probably develop a base here. And oh, maybe we can do a little siege here or whatever. You know, okay, let's plan this stuff out. And you're just like flying off to various corners of the map. You found those blast towers. You found all that stuff. Um, I would best describe this game. I want you to imagine that Pikmin and Age of Empires had a baby. Mm Mm-hmm. They had a beautiful, beautiful child. It's basically, the gameplay is remarkably similar to Pikmin. You pluck a bunch of little boys out of the ground. You pluck a bunch of little little minions out of the ground. In this game, they're called golems. Um, In Pikmin, obviously, it's the Pikmin themselves. You pluck those out of the ground, and then you um, utilize them to conquer various little encampments of the piglins. Right, that's where the sort of Age of Empires Z sort of real time strategy bit comes into play. Uh, I kind of found it best explained as a hybrid of those two games, and that does not sound like two great tastes that taste great together, right? Like, I described that sentence to you to me, that sounds like peanut butter and pickles, right? Like, it shouldn't work, and yet, I think as we were playing this game, and we played this game on our Sunday streams. I slowly started to fall in love with it, and it felt like it meshed really well. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm following the pickles and peanut butter thing, but I get what you mean by, like, (laughs) these are things that normally I would not think of going well together, but somehow it it came together uh, pretty well. To be honest, the peanut butter and pickles thing was a news article I read the other day that apparently that sandwich combo is becoming popular in restaurants, and I don't fucking get that at all. Okay. but I thought you were just like, hey, this is something random I tried one day. (laughs) No, 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 no. Mark was just in his house like, what do I have? I have a jar of peanut butter and I have a jar of pickles. I haven't been to the grocery store in a month. (laughs) I must survive. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like some shit I would do, to be honest with you. But no, actually, that's just a thing that I read in an article. But to, to bring it back to Minecraft Legends, like, this is just a combination that I was not confident was going to work. And we were talking all the last month of like, oh, man, I don't know. Minecraft Legends is really intriguing, but I don't know if it's going to work. I think I can pretty confidently say, I for me, anyway, it works. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, we... We're both kind of like, is this going to work at all? And then we were kind of like, is this going to work for me? Right? Like from a standpoint of, well, I personally enjoy it. And we were both kind of like, I felt like for me, there was like a 50-50 shot. Right? It was either going to be like, I am not into this at all. Or it was going to be like, this is uh, is pretty good. And I think it turned out uh, pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, honestly, like they really put it together. Like basically right from the tutorial, I was immediately like once I got the Pikmin comparable in my head, it was like, oh, oh, OK, great. Yeah, OK, I get what we're doing here. Right. It was like an instant like click. By the way, the beginning of this game is so charming. Oh, yes. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the story a little bit because the story is not like I mean, it's a kid's game, right? So it's not like super deep, but the way the story starts, I think, is immediately sold me on the charm of the game. Basically, there's these three spirits. Uh, I forget their names, but there's these three sort of spirits of the Minecraft world, essentially, that are watching, you know, all of the various Minecraft realms. And one of them gets invaded by piglins. They come from the nether. The piglins come to fuck shit up, right? Uh, much in the same way it happens in Minecraft Dungeons, right? And so they, observing the world, go, oh man, this realm's in trouble. We need to bring in somebody to save it. And so they go to another Minecraft world and they find you just playing Minecraft. And there's this little opening sequence. Uh, it's like a fly-in shot, essentially, of just like, your mind like it's just like a minecraft world that's been built there's like the classic like big wall of chests there's like this big like base encampment that people have built it flies through a village it's very cool like the the premise of hey you are really good at minecraft and therefore we need you to save this minecraft world like, I can imagine being eight years old and that being like a, oh, shit, like a freak out moment. Yeah. Right? Of like, they crossed the streams, right? <laughs> like, they grabbed me from my Minecraft world and they pulled me into this and I get to be the, like, I can imagine eight-year-old me freaking the fuck out about this and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was like one of the coolest ways to start this story, right? Because it it isn't like directly from like a Minecraft world that you have built like on your Xbox or anything like that. It's just kind of like, you know, one that they made. Um, but like the, the idea of that's how it works and that's how this world comes together is super cool. Um, and I was looking up the spirits names cause I couldn't remember them either. Uh, so foresight action and knowledge, uh, are right. the quote-unquote deities that help you in this game. Uh, so they're like, yo, piglins are coming. This is terrible. We need to find someone to save this world. And they're like, dude playing Minecraft in his own world. Wow, look at what you've built and what you've done. Scoop, let's go. We're taking you with us. Yeah. They basically introduce you to this this sort of new version of the Minecraft world where the normal mobs, the normal bad guys, are friendly with the villagers. They're chill. Like, the normal skeletons and the creepers and sort of the famous Minecraft mobs that you've come to know and love mm -hmm. um, are chill with the villagers. But they get invaded by these piglins, and so you now have to rally the troops, save the villages, protect the villages, restore the relationship between the villagers and those mobs, and then come together to take down these piglin bases. There's basically three groups of piglins. There's like the piglins of the hunt. There, it, basically, it's like a, a speedy all attack force, a defensive tanky force, uh, and a all rounder force, right? Essentially. Right. Um, and they each have three bases. And every day 
you gotta figure out what those piglins are up to and you gotta beat their ass and you gotta sort of get to where they're headed at night before they get there and mess with their plans while you're also restoring these relationships and fortifying these villages and uh, basically just making this particular Minecraft realm a better place until you can chase all these piglins off. Yeah. Um, I think it's a super charming, obviously it's not like a deep story by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a super charming way to take all of the things that we love about Minecraft, sort of its iconic elements and bring them together in a new genre. I think the story of this works better than the version of the story they told in Minecraft Dungeons, in my opinion. Like, I think this works way better. It's a way more natural connection to Minecraft. It takes the sort of natural things that we love about the Minecraft world and brings them forward in a new way. I think it's really dope. Yeah, and it's like, what I thought was really cool is this is the second time they've done that right with minecraft dungeons they they did that in more of the dungeon crawly diablo-y way uh and then this time it was just you know in more of an adventure um rts way which i think is super cool um and i would like to see them i i mean i know this game literally just came out so i don't want a new game right away <laughs> but i think <laughs> it would be cool to see where else this can expand to and almost at this point like how long can they keep going and doing it well, right? Because how many franchises have we seen spin off into multiple genres? Like like Mario, there's Mario Kart, Mario Party, Mario Sunshine. Like there's so many different versions of Mario and different genres of games. Um, right. And like how many more can Minecraft do and it still be like, damn, that was really good. <laughs> Feels like Minecraft, right? It still has my, all of Minecraft's charm and vibe, um, but it's it's sort of taking it in a new direction and exploring it in a new way. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's dope. I think it's really cool. Um, Gameplay-wise, one of the big critiques I have heard levied against this game, and I think it's a reasonable critique, I don't think it's, like, completely wrong, uh, is that on controller... Mm -hmm. the game can be a little bit cumbersome yeah um would you agree with that assessment that it, it felt a little cumbersome to play on controller i definitely can agree with you um and that might be something that like if we played it more than two times on our streams we may have like i may have gotten a hang of it better but like even whenever we came back to our second stream I was asking you, I was like, wait, how the hell do I use this, this skill? Like, how do I send a unit out to do something specific? What buttons am I supposed to press? And it's like, yeah, hold right trigger, select it with your D pad and then hold Y to like focus this attack. And I was like, that's so many buttons, <laughs> but yeah. like at the same time, you know, there's only so many buttons to press before it's like, what else are we supposed to do? Right. You got to remember in the real time strategy genre, we're used to working with a keyboard. Yeah. Right. Like where you've got what there's like 30 some odd buttons here, you know, probably closer to 40 that are like all of these do individual functions. They have to narrow that down to a gamepad. They got to narrow it down to this thing. Yeah. So like you've got four face buttons, four shoulders and a D pad. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of shit 
they got to fit into a very small number of buttons. Yeah. That being said, I think they did the best they could with the tools that they had. Um, I think... Would I describe the controls as naturally intuitive? No, there is a learning curve. Absolutely, there's a learning curve. Um, but after you get past that sort of... For me, it was the tutorial, and I think sort of our first stream, the first three hours... I was kind of like, okay, so how do I do that again? Why am I? The, okay, here we go. Yep. Yeah. Um, had a lot of moments like that in the first three hours. But, you know, it's funny. You said the second time you came back and you were like, how do I fucking do? Once I internalized it the first time playing it, I actually didn't experience that the second time around. The second time around, I actually felt fairly confident mm-hmm. of like oh, okay this is what i gotta do i gotta do this that and the other thing i forgot how to get back to the uh the melodies menu oh yeah which is click which is click in right stick which is a little unintuitive yeah um but uh the pause button pauses the game and they already have the select button on map yep so like i guess you could have tabbed between map and melody that maybe that's a solution but um there are a couple things that are a little unintuitive, but I think overall, by and large, by the time I hit second, you know, second session on the game, I pretty well got it. Like yeah. I was doing everything. I felt like I was doing everything I needed to be able to do to play the game. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, that's kind of how I was too, right? Like the biggest thing was just remembering which button does what. And then once I remembered it, it was, you know, I was, I was fine from there. It was just like the first time of like, okay, what is this like four button combination to send one unit to attack a specific like building (laughs) or like specific other unit. Right. Um, But you know, after that, it wasn't that bad. Um, I do think this would be, astronomically better with a mouse and keyboard because of the buttons that you have right like but i don't think it's game breaking by any means it's just kind of like okay i gotta go through this and then okay wait press this button wait what does this button do oh okay that's right and it's just kind of like a moment of frustration and then being like oh yeah that's right i get it now i remember yeah the fact that they got this to a place where like i feel like a 10 year old could figure this out Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like a kid could figure this out. And this is a real time, real time strategy games are difficult games to control. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like part of the conceit of the genre. Yeah. Right. Is like you're a general and it's difficult to control everything that's going on in the battlefield. You can't be everywhere all at once. Right. right. Um, it's part of the conceit of the genre of the real time strategy game. And I feel like they still kind of got that vibe while also making it easy enough that a kid could play and just surround himself with the biggest boys possible and whack shit with a sword and you can still play the game. Yeah. Right? Like, the fact that your player character, you are not just a cursor, right? Like, you are not just, you know, a general from up on high giving the commands to all these little minions, right? Right. Um, You are not an omnipotent god. You're there on the ground with the boys, and you're on a mount of some sort. You start the game with the horse. There's four mounts that you can get over the course of the game, um, which we explored all of them, and all of them are really cool. Um, and you have a sword, and you physically can go charge into the action and bash, right? Um, I feel like that, especially through the early game, felt like, oh, okay, 
Like, even if you're not super down with the strategy parts of this, there's still a way you can sort of brute force your way through the game. Right. right? It's like, just build the right troops for the situation that you're facing. If you need to crush a lot of buildings, you need building crushing troops. If you need to take on a lot of enemies, you build the enemy beating troops. Um, it's like a rock, paper, scissors game. And then you just charge it objective, 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 and go heal in between, right? Yeah. So, like, if you just want to brute force your way through the game, that probably stops working at the later portions of the game, I would assume. But in the early portions of the game, while you're still trying to get it, that kind of works, right? You can do it. Or it at least gives you enough time where you're not getting absolutely swarmed by enemies where you can take some time and figure it out while you're just sort of whacking away normal enemies with your sort of hero unit. I think having that hero unit as an anchor is such a smart idea to yeah. make this game more accessible. I think it, it it's such a smart... Con and it's not the first RTS game that's done something like this. Like, I think of Warhammer 40k Dawn of War 2, I think, has the similar idea of, like, a hero general unit that you sort of surround with other troops. So it's not like a brand new idea or anything, but I think making it like a third person action game that has all this real time strategy stuff in it, I think really makes this game more red. It, I don't know that it makes it more accessible. It makes it more friendly, mm -hmm. right? To somebody who mostly plays like somebody who mostly plays Minecraft or mostly plays like character platformers or something like this like i'm just thinking of genres the kids are into right and it's mostly those sort of third person character platformers and shit like minecraft right um it makes it open to them where they can go oh okay i understand this and then they can add the strategy stuff on top i just think it's so smart yeah and i think like coming from someone who doesn't like real-time strategy games typically that and kind of like the simplicity of like rock man break break rock building like you know like the little stone guys go break the big stone i'm like oh okay that's easy i understand this portion of it um it makes it like you said it's just so much more approachable for someone and whether that's like a kid who got it just because they like minecraft or someone who's like i always typically am not into these games um, but I'll give it a try because it's, you know, it's Minecraft. It's a little bit more, um, you know, friendly, like to little kids. So it might be more friendly to me who doesn't typically like these games. Um, makes a huge difference, right? Absolutely. No, I completely agree with that. Like there, there's an openness and a sort of acceptance of like, come on in and explore this new thing. And we talked about this last month. We felt the same thing with Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah. Right? Like, Minecraft Dungeons was like, oh, hey, little Timmy, you've never played a Diablo before? Well, come on in. The water's fine, right? Like, enjoy this genre. I hope Minecraft does this for every genre. Yeah. Like, I'm to the point of, like, hey, Minecraft, make a fighting game. <laughs> and be like, hey, <laughs> Hey, little Timmy, you're intimidated by Street Fighter? Well, come on in, man. The water's fine. Like, I want that for every genre because we're two for two so far on Minecraft going like, hey, you want to play Ding Dang video game? We'll teach you how to play Ding Dang video game in the Minecraft way. And it's like, it's so welcoming and it's so friendly. And the, the sort of omnipotent spirit characters are so like, yeah, you did it. Great job. Yeah. Like, they're so like... It's positive in a way that could be 
cheesy and overbearing if yeah. it was done too aggressively. But I think they find the right balance where it's like endearing, where it's like, oh man, like again, I can imagine me being eight years old, like pumping the fist at this, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like that's exactly what I would be excited about when I was a kid. <laughs> and even <laughs> right. now, like we played it and they were like, yeah, like great job. You did it. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Look at us go. <laughs> than us to save this minecraft realm i mean look at us they pulled us from this very well built minecraft realm that's way better than anything i could ever build in my entire life oh, like a thousand clearly percent. clearly i as a character not me as a person but i as a character know what i'm doing here like <laughs> this is an expert in minecraftery um i wanted to talk really quick about the mobs i think the way they implemented the sort of three I mean, you think of the the sort of classic Minecraft mobs. Those are sort of the three classics, right? Is the zombies, the skeletons, and the creepers. Yeah. I think they did such a cool job integrating them. Like, they could have integrated them as a villain, but instead making them a hero unit that's like, oh, okay, you're used to your golems now? Sick. Here's these characters you know and love that are a little harder to build because they use a rarer resource, but... They are basically like super powered versions of these golems that you've been using through the early part of the game. I just think it's so brilliant. It's such a cool way to use these iconic characters of Minecraft in a way that, you know, we're working with them now and we get to like, we get to enjoy when a creeper blows some shit up rather than being like, oh man, oh no, I worked oh hard no. on that building. <laughs> right, right. It, like, Getting to be on the other side of that now. Yeah. Uh, where you're saying, hey, creepers, blow that shit up. And the creepers are like, sir, yes, sir. Boom. <laughs> it's dope. Like, I just love how they took little things in Minecraft. And it feels balanced well. It doesn't feel like the golems just, like, go away mm -hmm. after you get the main units, right? After you get the sort of historical mobs. It doesn't feel like okay, the golems are irrelevant. I'm just going to use these three mobs for the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, no, every, everything still has its place. Right. And, yeah, like, we were kind of talking about this as we started to, um, like, form the relationships with those other mobs, right? That mm -hmm. these guys are definitely more powerful. They're definitely going to do more. But they also cost a lot more to make. Uh so there might be times where it's going to be very beneficial to just like build the pretty basic golem units, uh, maybe like knock down the small base or just the little outpost with those guys and not waste all of your resources. Or if you're just like, Oh, I'm getting a little low on resources, man, but I need to make people and I need to build like a cannon. I can't do both. Okay. Well let's make the little golem. So we at least have somebody out here helping us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's also worth noting that you have to protect the mob's homelands, too. Yes. Like, it, it, so in this sort of overworld of the game, basically how I think I mentioned this earlier, but how the structure of the game works essentially is during the day, your guardians, your sort of spirits that are speaking to you will tell you, hey, the piglins are planning on fucking up this base or building up this base or doing X, Y, Z thing. Right. They'll tell you what the piglins are planning. And then you go, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to thwart the piglins' plans or I'm going to ignore it and let them do their thing while I accomplish 
some other task, right? Right. Um, and one of the things the piglins like to do frequently is if you've made an alliance with one of the mobs, they will go, we're going to fuck up that mob base. <laughs> and if they, and we experienced this because we were like, oh, okay, if they knock over a village, whatever, we can just rebuild it later. We just have to build a carpenter hut. It's not that big of a deal. Right? Yeah. So we let the skeleton base go while we were sieging something else. And we lost access to being able to spawn skeletons like yeah. midway through that fight. We just lost access, right? So it was genuinely something that was taken away from us. And then we had to go fight to go get the skeleton base back. Yeah. Right. So there's a genuine consequence to not protecting them. So it does lead to a little bit of like upkeep, right? You get the super powerful unit for sure. Uh, the skeletons are very good at long range. They just mow through things. Mm -hmm. But you have to protect them. Otherwise, you lose access to them. I think that, again, contributes to this sort of balanced vibe that I felt where it didn't feel like the the hero mob units. They just didn't feel like they outclassed the golems in all ways. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I kind of liked needing to protect those things, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, it kind of is like, you've, instead of just being like, yo, they died, uh, they kind of say more like, hey, you've lost this relationship with this, uh, with this group, with this, this settlement, essentially. And it's like, they're kind of pissed at you because you didn't help them. So they don't want to help you now. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, I do have to help people if I want them to help me. <laughs> you know, like, I don't right. expect them to do everything for me and give nothing back. So, like, that was kind of, like, it was kind of a cool uh, way to do that instead of just being like, yo, they all died. Sorry about you, bro. Like, you need to go resurrect them. And it's, you know, this is a game for kids, really, at the end of the day. And it's like, oh, okay, you've got to... It's got to be a two-way relationship, right? So you right. get that sort of nice little, like, you know, it's not pounding you in the face, like, this is a lesson, but it is kind of like, you know, you get that little bit of like, oh, I have to help my friends for them to help me, right? You know? Yeah, like it kind of um, kind of sneaks that in there, right? <laughs> right, yeah, which is, which is nice. Uh, like, it feels like the best sort of children's literature sort of, it doesn't hammer you in the face with the lesson. It sort of just, like, slides that on in there, you know? Right. Um and I think that's really nice. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of the little adventures we had in this game. Because, frankly, I had so much fun with this game just, like, fucking around and doing some cool stuff with you. Uh, what immediately comes to mind is the redstone launcher and the bird. I don't know which one to start with. Um, let's start with the redstone launcher one because I thought this was really cool. This was, Spencer, I felt, I felt like... Like, you watch Dragon Ball for the first time and you see Goku go Super Saiyan for the first time. <laughs> like, I felt that way with you watching you strategize. We were trying to knock down one of the, I think it was the small main base, I think is what we were trying I to knock down. I think that's over. what it was, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And we had unlocked the Redstone Launcher. And the Redstone Launcher is, uh, frankly, one of the best things you can build in the game. It's yeah. so strong. Early game, it's, that is what's up. Yeah, it is very, very good. And uh, we were standing outside the small base and sort of, like, strategizing before we went into the cutscene, like, to, to launch it. And I was like, well, if we, can, if we can run up to that sort of outpost over there, uh, there was, like, a little hill, essentially. Mm -hmm sort of not too far from where I figured the portal would probably spawn. 
I mean, if we could get up there, you know, like cure Netherrack along the way, and we can get there and then build a launcher there, we might be able to do some damage. And you were like, bet, no problem. We got a plan. Here's the plan. Um, I, I, I felt like I saw your third eye open up. Like <laughs> your, stra your strategy brain formed in that moment. And I was like, oh, he's doing it. He's playing the feud. I was, so, <laughs> I was so proud, dude. Like, walk us through that moment. What was sort of, like, going through your mind with all that? So the original plan was literally just, like, put cannon close, shoot cannon. <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh, well, crap. Because they just, like... The, the piglins were suddenly kind of swarming us, you know, it was almost yes. out of nowhere. Like we were doing fine. And then suddenly there was just, they were everywhere. I was like, it's oh, worth crap. noting. Yeah. It's worth noting that these are the piglins of the hunt. So this was the super aggressive piglin. Faction. Yeah. Like they so were, they just swarmed us. Yeah. yeah. Like there was almost nothing. And then suddenly they're swarming. Um, so it was kind of like, okay, well we can't, realistically build this and use it because they're going to destroy it for sure um and i was like well let's put a mob in front of it and let them kind of fight it out they immediately destroyed our mob and i was like wait a second we can build walls <laughs> so essentially we just kind of built like a foxhole kind of thing for our redstone cannon i was like i'm gonna put a wall here and here and here and put a little door that only we can get in uh, and then from there, it was just kind of like, put up a couple arrow towers that'll hopefully help, and go out and smack stuff while the walls hold back the ones I can't get to. So I was like, the you, whole idea at this point is protect this cannon to let it do its job. Right, and you basically sent me off to be like, hey Mark, here's the deal, I need you to send in some suicide squads to take some heat off of me yeah. while I'm building like, this you thing. You just go punch this thing and beat the hell right. out of it directly and I'll try my best to like keep this thing safe and fire it every time it's available cuz it does go into like a cooldown mode, right? Right. Yeah. So you fire your redstone launcher, you go into cooldown, you go full tank mode and you just fully tank up while I build some some of the stone golems and go all right, boys, you're going to die, but that portal's got to go. <laughs> like, I just immediately sent my boys off to death. I'm fucking General Patton, just like saluting them down. Just like, God bless you, boys. You brought that thing down 11%. You are a... You, I will send I will send your your pebbles to your, your mothers <laughs> and wives. Like, we, we fully unlocked strategy brain in that moment. And I just thought it was so cool to see you go like oh, these are all the tools I have at my disposal and I can use them, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, because I know you don't like strategy games, right? Right. And seeing you have that level up moment was like, oh man, this is dope. Like, it's so cool that we got to have this moment where I got to see you sort of like turn on strategy brain and fully run that fight for us. Like you ran that fight for us and it was dope. It was super cool to see. Yeah, and I don't know if, like, some of that was just um, the game's a little bit easier. So I wasn't, like, completely overwhelmed by, like, 500 resource management things plus building plus attacking and, like, trying to do all of that at once. Um, mm -hmm. And also, in general, like, the, the enemies aren't quite as powerful as some other games might be, you know, because it is more geared towards being 
approachable. Um, but like, I think that kind of helped. And then knowing like, okay, this is a fence. I know how fences work instead of like, <laughs> you know, very niche specific type of building thing that you have to do. And it requires certain units to build it. Plus it requires certain space to build it and certain, uh, materials to build it. It was just like, do you have wood? Great. Put up a fence, bro. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is simple. I understand this part. Right. And there is not a big chance that our idea would have probably worked against another person. Uh, especially someone who is like good at real time strategy games. Like they would have seen through what we were doing and immediately shut that down and destroyed us. <laughs> but right. the AI was like, okay, all I see is break this thing. Yeah, exactly. And we were just able to like divert them away enough to where they couldn't break the wall down. And we just absolutely rolled all over them just launching redstone two shots at a time i just yeah. thought it was so cool it was to me that was the moment where i sort of like fully fell in love with the game it was just like this is really cool um the other moment where i fell in love with the game was where we found the funniest glitch of all time <laughs> um <laughs> that so was really good we discovered uh the bird mount right mm -hmm. there's four different mounts you can get in the game uh we spend most of the time on the tiger just because it's fast as hell yeah it um it, that thing cooks it's so fast but the towards the back end of our playthrough uh we found the bird and i was like oh sick a bird we can fly this is gonna be rad so immediately we're both like well let's find the highest mountain we can <laughs> right? like because because we're us um and uh, let's find the highest mountain we can and just jump off of it. You jump off of it. You glide beautifully, majestically through the air and everything's beautiful. And then you hear me frantically go, Spencer, switch to my screen, switch to my screen. <laughs> because I thought, I, I swear to God, folks, I thought I broke time and space. Like, so what happened was I jump off the mountain and it's supposed to go into this like glide animation, right? The animation it went into is the bird's walk cycle. Yep. Honest mistake. These things happen. <laughs> but it looked like I fucking broke through an invisible wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, God, I found the speedrunner strat. I broke it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and here's this bird just walking through the air. No problem. We must have lost our shit on that for like five minutes. It was like he was like slowly running downstairs because he was still yeah. gliding towards the ground like he was supposed to. But his little feet were just like moving along. <laughs> it was really Dude, funny. I got, and we, we made that happen like two or three times after that. It would, I, Dude, I just had a ball with that. So like Mojang, uh, Blackbird, here's the deal. I understand that that's a glitch. I understand that that's not supposed to be like that. But maybe it Keep should it. be like that. <laughs> Keep it. Keep it. I don't care. Like, I got such a joy out of that. As opposed to, like, it feels like most of the time glitches in games these days are like, oh, okay, this just straight up doesn't work. That right. fucking sucks. Right? Like, it feels like most of the time when I run into a glitch in a game nowadays, it's like, well, shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, this thing, I had such joy in my heart <laughs> finding this silly little glitch. Um... There's just something about this game, Spence, that, like, brings me a level of joy. I, I can't quite 
100% put my finger on what it is, but like there is a whimsy and a joy about this game that I haven't felt about a video game in a good long while. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can't put a finger on it, but there's just like, there's a whimsy and a playfulness to this game. That's like, yeah, I'm an adventurer and I'm saving the Minecraft world. Hell yeah. Like I just, I don't know. <laughs> Like whatever, whatever it was, whatever energy they were they were putting into this, I I latched onto it. I immediately latched onto it. Yeah, um, I can see that. I don't know that I latched onto it as hard as you did, um, right. but I get what you mean. Like it's, I feel like it's just that thing of like, Minecraft makes these difficult and heavy feeling games, uh, feel light and and silly right and i think that's just like the general art style and like the way the characters interact and they talk and like some of them are just kind of like goofy little dudes who just do goofy little things the whole time right like and it's right. not it's not all dark and grim and heavy the whole time where like i feel like most other rts games are kind of like that right like, I'm sure there's Virtually some that so. aren't as much, but, like, the big ones that come to mind, it's, like, Age of Empires. Well, this is a very serious thing. Like, you know. You say that, we do also have the priest in well, Age yeah. of Empires. Age of Empires is a little silly, but yeah. it's, it's mostly It's serious, not, like, right? Minecraft levels of silly. Or, like. Right. exactly. Yeah, there's stuff like Starcraft, where it's, like. You must stop this giant great evil who has literal swords for wings. And it's like, right. Hey, that's a pig. Go smack him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these are the differences we're looking at here. For sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you. Um, yeah, like something about the combination of putting Minecraft in this world. And I think for me, finding a comparable immediately to Pikmin. Pikmin has never been a game that I've been like super into. It's like. And I'm a big Nintendo guy, as you can see from the Wii U box right behind me. Yeah, I have a, I'm have a big Wii U guy. That should One of tell the you five. You <laughs> One of the five. It's a big Wii U guy. That should tell you everything you need to know about me. But um, Pikmin was never a game I got, like, super duper into. But yeah. once I immediately found that comparable, I just went, oh, that's what this is. Sweet. I just, I immediately, like, I was charmed by the game. I won't say I, like, fully fell in love but I was instantly very quickly charmed by what Minecraft Legends was putting together. Um, before we wrap things up with Minecraft Legends, uh, we've been largely positive about the game. Do you have any other sort of major complaints? Um, not really. I think like just the biggest complaint for me was the uh, getting used to the buttons, right? Like yeah. just, it just doesn't feel super intuitive on a controller but I feel like it feels about as intuitive as you're going to make a game like this feel on a controller for the most part. Um, yeah. I do think like the menus could be easier of just like, you know, you press uh, start for your pause, you press the other button, comes up your map, and then you can maybe like right bumper, left bumper around to your other menus. Um, like the, the, what are they, symphonies or whatever they're called? Melodies, yeah. Melodies, like, that's the word I'm looking for. The, Thank you. The improvements you can build and all the stuff that you can like set yeah. your hot bar up. Yeah, that could be better for sure. I completely agree with you. I feel like that would make a lot more sense than press in right analog stick because I was like, that's never 
done that before <laughs> in a video sure. game for me. Um, sure. But, you know, that's just a little bit of a learning curve. Like, it, it wasn't so bad that it was like, this is impossible to figure out. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, sure, maybe, agree. like, you know, a little kid might have a little bit more of a problem at first. But, you know, if a kid plays enough video games, they're probably going to be pretty comfortable just using a controller right <laughs> so i completely I don't, agree i don't think it's that bad um yeah and i think we got good enough with it to be fine in the pve to be fine in the story yeah mode. i think we got good enough with it uh it is worth noting neither of us played pvp i have watched a lot of pvp brother it's chaos like, it's cool. Like, I enjoy watching it, but much like I feel about other real-time strategy games, like, I will on occasion watch some Age of Empires or some StarCraft, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't play those games, but I enjoy watching them because it's cool to see strategy brain and, like, people building up these certain things. Minecraft Legends' PvP looks like chaos. Yeah. It's just, like, four different people who, unless they're on voice chat, can't communicate with one another, and it's always 4v4, and <laughs> and there's piglins, like it's PvPVE a little bit, so like you gotta take over the piglin bases too, you can get overrun in two ways, it looks like madness. It looks like a lot of fun. I have not gotten to try it out myself, I wanna try it at some point, just to say I did it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, of like, this looks like madness, but, um... It, it, it just looks like absolute silly chaos that is not to be taken seriously in a competitive way whatsoever. And it's cool to have a strategy game that's not like serious man clicking on mouse and I care about my APM. Like, no, it's fucking Minecraft, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, it's like party mode multiplayer. Right. And, and I feel like that's that's something that's missing from the genre. Uh, and that's something Minecraft Legends can provide. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I think, um, like, I was thinking about the PvP when we were talking about the buttons being kind of difficult. And I was like, I can't imagine not having, like, a full grasp on these buttons to being, like, second nature and being like, okay, now I'm going to go into PvP. And it's like, all right, I need to press the right trigger and then the X, no, the A, no, the Y. And it's like, okay, well, I'm already dead. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the other person is the chaos gremlin of like, I press 85 buttons a second. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, exactly. Um, I don't know that this is a game that like I would really want to play the PvP in. Uh, just because that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm just going to get stomped and be like, well, that was awful. <laughs> but yeah, for like the fair. pve um this was like the most fun i could have had with a, a real-time strategy game because i've tried other ones in the past and just played the campaigns of them and been like this is there's just too much that it wants me to do and i'm not enjoying this <laughs> like not to say right. that they're bad games or it's a bad thing to like that kind of stuff it just wasn't it wasn't my jam yeah um, I, I tend to agree with you. Like I've played a few RTS games, like mostly the story stuff all the way through. I've never touched PVP in a real time strategy game because yeah. I'm terrified. Um, but yeah, no, I think they did a really great job of making this genre available to as many people as they possibly could. Uh, I think we're two for two on Minecraft spinoffs. I think they crushed it. I think they knocked it out of the park. And quite frankly, I think this game is better than it is getting credit for. Um, there's been a lot of 
negativity in the Xbox space of late, what with the Activision deal getting blocked, Redfall looking like maybe not great. There's been a lot of negativity lately. Minecraft Legends is a huge positive for Xbox that I feel like we should be talking about more. Yes. They crushed it with this game. And I get that it's a genre that's like not maybe not the most accessible to the masses. Mm -hmm. But like I've seen this game getting like, hey, it's fine sort of shrugs from people. I love this game. I thought this game smashed it. I thought it did exactly what I needed it to do. And it is such a breath of fresh air to have a positive experience like that uh, when we're constantly surrounded in this news cycle by negativity. I just, it was so refreshing to play this game. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it's, you know, that it's getting so many meh reviews. And I don't know if that's just like, you know, people aren't taking the time to like really play it and get into it. Right? Like, they're just kind of like, they play the first little mission and go, all right, it's a strategy game in the Minecraft world, whatever. Um, Or if the people who are maybe, like, going into it wanting a real deep dive into real-time strategy just with a Minecraft skin are like, well, this is too easy. This is a kid's game. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because you would think, like, Minecraft is a giant fucking franchise. You would think people would be like, yeah. Minecraft, let's get in on this. Yeah. I feel like... And some of that is marketing. Some of that is, like, Xbox hasn't really put the push behind this game, I feel. Like, if it really doesn't feel like... I think if you ask the average person on the street who has an Xbox, hey, do you know a new Minecraft game is out? They'd probably go, huh, what? No, really? Like, I think if you asked an eight-year-old, they probably would. Yeah. But... I don't know that the sort of average Joe sort of our age walking down the street would even know that a new Minecraft game is out. Like they just have not put the push behind this game at all. Yeah. I don't know that they would realize there's anything other than like basic Minecraft. They'd be like, Oh yeah. That game where kids build stuff. Yeah. Cool. Whatever, dude. Yeah. No, there's, it's a different game. It's just in that world. Like you ever heard of Mario Kart? You didn't immediately go. It's Mario <laughs> Brothers, right? Like, right. There are different well, games in the same like universe. And it's funny. We had several people come into our chat while we were playing this game. Uh, our buddy Stare was immediately like, "What is this?" Yeah. Like, we had several people who are, uh, in my opinion, pretty tuned in with what's going on. Yeah. Right. Like we're not talking about people that are like oh, yeah, I play, like, three games a year. I buy, like, three AAA games, and then I'm out, right? We're talking about people that are tuned in, capital G gamers, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, And he was like, what the fuck is this? I've never heard of this, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Like, the push has not really gotten behind this game, and it's really good, y'all. Yeah. I think it's better. It's better than the reviews gave it credit for. I think it's better than the marketing that it got. I think this game's fucking great. And if you're on Game Pass, I'm massive thumbs up on this game. If you are angry at Microsoft first party output, I don't think you can play this game and go, it's hopeless. We're fucked. <laughs> right? Yeah. There is a hopefulness and a joy about this game that really grabbed me. Um, and I'm so happy that I played it and I got to play it with you. And I think everybody should give it a try. I am massive thumbs up on this game. Spence, where are you at? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a big thumbs up for me, too. Um, I do think if you're not, like, into real-time strategy games at all, uh, this might be a game that is better to pick up and play with a friend because it is online co-op, like, pretty much from the beginning. Um, you have to Once you get out little, of, like, a little tutorial. Yeah. Um, yeah. But from once you get into the actual gameplay, it's it's pretty open. Um and that makes a big difference. And I think that's partially because like you have a friend who's helping you along the way while you're maybe struggling with something. Um, and it just like, you know, for me, it's nice to just talk to my buddy while I'm playing a game. And then if I'm not like super into the game, I'm probably at least having a good time talking to my friend. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. And this game is full four player co-op. Yeah. So you can go full four players deep into the into the Minecraft world and goof these piglins up. Yeah. But I think if the only thing holding you back is you're like, I don't like real time strategy games because there's too much going on or it's it's too complicated or like resourcey managey. Um, this is probably one to check out. I, th- I think this this isn't going to change my mind on real time strategy games. Right. <laughs> uh, but it was one where I could be like, I did enjoy one finally. Um but yeah, like I'm not gonna finish this game and then immediately go pick up StarCraft and become a competitive StarCraft player. Sure, uh, sure. I'm more just gonna be like, all right, well, I finally found what I liked. Great. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I think that's super cool. We're two for two on Minecraft Gateway games, man. I hope they keep making them. Yeah, I like, do too. I hope they keep supporting this, and I hope they keep making stuff like this because. I have really enjoyed seeing Minecraft branch out from the sort of what it's been like over a decade, right? This like decade long juggernaut Mm -hmm. uh, and getting to see it branch out and being successful at it. Like we talk about the big three all the time of, of Halo Forza Gears, right? Yeah. I love the idea of you know if you really sit and think about it in terms of money minecraft is the big one right dude i love i love the idea of minecraft more regularly joining that conversation right Mm -hmm. of like every few years here's a new minecraft spinoff game where it keeps the franchise sort of front of mind for people on xbox yeah Uh, and yes these games do come out on everything i understand that but I feel like this can be a big front runner for Microsoft Game Studios, Xbox Game Studios, if nothing else. Right. Yeah. Like for these games to continue to hit and hit well. And I understand you can play these on everything, but I feel like this seeing these spinoff games makes me want to put Minecraft in that conversation. When we talk about the big three, we should be including Minecraft in that sentence. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like they're going to start putting out games every few years that are, here's Minecraft with a twist on it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm super stoked for that. I At this point, just tell me what the genre is, Mojang, and I'll be like, I'll try it. Absolutely, I'll try it. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I am, too, because, like... I like the Minecraft like world and the art in it and stuff. Is it's pretty neat, right? Like it, it kind of has like a twist on like pixelated art and uh, less pixel arts, and it's still like a three D world to be in. Um, but I just don't particularly vibe with regular Minecraft because I don't like building stuff like that. I'm just not super good at it, and I'm not super into it. Um, 
So being able to experience that world still in different genres of games gives me that like perfect mix of both worlds, right? Um, so I definitely hope they make more of them. I don't know what would be next, um, but I hope there's more. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what it would be either. But at this point, I'm, I'm open to anything. Like again, Mo Mojang make a board game. Mojang make a fucking fighting game. Minecraft first person shooter. Here we go. Like. <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with anything. I'll I'll walk wherever they want to wherever they want to take me at this point. I'm super excited to check out whatever they make next. Whatever the next spin-off thing is, I I'm I'm down to check it out. I'm yeah. super excited. I'm just super excited about where Minecraft is as a franchise right now. Like and I'm not a Minecraft fan either, right? I haven't played base Minecraft since like I think I played it once during the pandemic, but before that, the last time I played it was like 2014. Right, I am not a Minecraft fan, and yet I am still excited where this thing is going. I'm excited where it's going for the world of Xbox. So, huge thumbs up from both of us on Minecraft Legends. Absolutely worth your time with your Game Pass sub. Go check it out. Yeah. What else you've been playing, Spence? Um, it's time for games. It's time for games we've been playing. By the way, if this is your first time watching the show, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, this is an end segment where usually we talk about the other games that we've been playing. Uh, but Spencer's been having trouble getting games played lately, so we're on the... Did Spencer play something else? Uh, I no. played GTA Online one time on a Friday night for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that's it. I started a Skyrim playthrough, but did we... I think we talked about that on the last show. We I literally haven't touched it since then. Mark, I haven't been playing any video games, buddy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Can I instead use my portion of what I've been playing to talk about something from the new show uh, that I learned just now? Sure. 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 So it. if you've watched the most recent news show that came out um, last week at this point after we've recorded this, we talked about Weird West Definitive Edition coming to oh, yeah. game pass so what this is what we didn't realize is definitive edition is actually the first time this is coming to series consoles so series x and s and ps5 it was originally okay, so on xbox one ps4 and steam right. uh so this is going to be all the previously released updates for the game and a 4k 60 fps boost essentially there so that's is. the there definitive it edition it's just it's 4k okay. and pretty now like you know that's kind of what we thought it might be because we couldn't really find an answer uh when we were looking before the new show and right. uh now now i have found an answer i am so happy you found an answer we scoured <laughs> we scoured the internet before that news show of like yeah so what the fuck's different? Does it include some DLC? No, there's no DLC. Uh, it was playable on the on the next gen consoles anyway. So is it for you? It didn't really say. There was nothing on the website. We couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so I I am very glad you figured that out. Thank God. With that's news you can use right there, baby. Yeah. So uh, that's that's all it is. It's just kind of the next or current whatever you want to call it gen of the game. Uh, there you go. 
And that was and a, I think a lot of work for just that. <laughs> that's all I, I found. Think that's, I think that's out now on Game Pass. By the time you're listening to this, I think that's out. I think it comes out on the 9th. It comes out May so. 8th, so it'll come out. Uh, it came out yesterday, if you're watching the show the day that it launches. There you go. So that's out uh, by the time you're listening to this. So if you haven't checked out Weird West, by the way, if you didn't get the arcane vibes that you wanted out of Redfall, uh, Weird West's founders were some guys from Arcane Austin. Okay. So it's, you know, the people's, some people that brought you Dishonored and Prey. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you're not, yeah, maybe worth checking out if you're a fan of Arcane games, you know, maybe you're playing Redfall right now. Um. Is that is that is that what we got? <laughs> is yeah. GTA Online once? Okay. Uh, I understand. Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm trying to think back and just, I really haven't had time to play anything. I've been uh, been super busy with other stuff, uh, work stuff, D and D stuff, and yeah, that's like all I've yeah. done. <laughs> no, I completely get it we're eventually gonna have to change this segment to what have you been up to in life <laughs> like, yeah it's gonna, gonna it's gonna to. be like mark what did you play uh spencer what, did, what, I, don't, what, what I don't know what do you fucking do with your life dude <laughs> <laughs> spencer are you okay it's a mental health check-in with spencer um shit all right got a list actually like oh, the past God. couple of episodes <laughs> Uh, the past couple episodes, I've had like one or two games I've been playing. I got a list, my guy. Thank God. I'm glad um, someone does. <laughs> I got halfway through the uh, uh, Dragonborn DLC for Skyrim. Okay. Uh, I met Hermadius Mora. I met the, the uh, what you call him, the Daedric Prince that's causing all this. What's causing all this, as Arn Anderson would say. Mm -hmm. uh, met the Daedric Prince that's causing all this his realm is so fucking sick it's so cool like because he's just like this gross set of eyeballs in what is basically like a forest slash library it's fucking sick it's really cool yeah. it's one of the coolest environments i've been in in the game um and uh i so far i'm like this dlc is cool i am not enjoying it as much as i enjoyed dawn guard mm -hmm. but it does kind of feel like a fitting conclusion to like oh, okay this is the first dragonborn is basically like the main enemy of the game and he's using Heredius mora's sort of powers to live forever right yeah um and you as the most recent dragonborn gotta go stop him it feels like a fitting ending right um i i'm kind of ho-hum on the separate map world i'm not enjoying exploring it as much as i enjoy exploring skyrim proper um but overall, as as a DLC, as far as it goes, having a new area to explore, and and I think the story so far is pretty good. So probably by next month, I'll have that wrapped up, and that'll be sort of my end of Skyrim. But other stuff got in the way. Uh, I played a bunch of other games. I've been experimenting a lot around stuff. Uh, I picked back up my favorite game of 2019. And you want to talk about a game with technical issues that's still fucking brilliant, and I love it anyway. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I picked this game back up uh, because Jedi Survivor is out and I needed to play this again to refresh my memory before I pick up Jedi Survivor, yeah. right? Um, I still adore this game. And playing it on the Series X now alleviates so many of the technical issues that the 2019 release has. Oh, yeah, they put that's out, right. They put out a, uh, a Series X and S and PS5 version of this game, like, I want to say in, like, 2021, 
I want to say it sounds right. Um, they put out a Series X and S version, and there's still some occasional hitches and like, oh, there's a loading zone. Um, but by and large, most of the technical issues have been cleaned up. Yeah. And man, playing this game without the technical issues, it is beautiful. It's like this gorgeous Star Wars game. It's the Star Wars game I wanted since I was a little kid. <laughs> right? Right. Like, most of the Star Wars games that have been truly great have been, like, shooters or RPGs. Yeah. Right? I always wanted a Star Wars action platformer. Right? I always wanted that. And, and we had the uh, the 16-bit side-scrollers that were way too hard. Fuck those games. They're terrible. Um we had those, and this is just the Star Wars game I wanted since I was a little kid, right? So I adored Fallen Order when it first came out. Um, I'm still loving it now on my second playthrough. Actually, I think this is my third playthrough. I think I played it twice. Mm -hmm. So I think this is my third playthrough of Fallen Order. Um, yeah, because I played it right when the... I don't know that I finished it the second time, actually, whenever the next-gen update came out. I don't know that I finished it, but... Uh, I love this game. It's so good. It's one of my favorite games of the last console generation. It's sweet. It's it's so good to play it again. And um, I can't wait for Jedi Survivor. I You know, I kind of had a spider sense that Jedi Survivor was going to have some technical issues out the door because I played Fallen Order, right? So I was like, you know what? I might just play Fallen Order and wait a couple weeks till they get it figured out. They got a patch coming. Yeah. So... <laughs> Like, Jedi Survivor is going to be fixed up by the time I get to it. Um, can't wait. Can't wait to play Jedi Survivor, because Fallen Order is... Mm, chef's Kiss. Beautiful. Still love it to this day. I got two more for you. Spencer, you I got hooked... You don't sound excited. <laughs> Spencer, I got hooked into the gotcha train. Uh-oh. I played some Honkai Star Rail. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so, you know Genshin Impact, right? Yeah. The company that makes Genshin Impact, Hoyoverse, was like, all right, check it out. I want you to take Genshin Impact. I want you to make it a turn-based RPG rather than an action RPG, okay? You're following me so far? Okay. Put that fucker in space. Okay. That's the game. Welcome welcome to Honkai Star Rail. <laughs> like, that's the game. Uh, it's, it's Genshin in space and it's turn-based. Um, and I played it for about a week, you know, logged in every day, did the sort of little da da -de do what you're supposed to do, all the shit. Uh, story's neat. Characters are cool. Uh, I haven't been hit in the face with the, the great gotcha wall of spend money, please. <laughs> at least not yet. I'm sure I'll hit it at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, in these sorts of games, it does feel inevitable. Um, but you know, like if you're into mobile RPGs, which I know a lot of our audience probably isn't, but <laughs> if you're into that sort of a thing, I thought it was a really enjoyable little jaunt. Like, I think the character designs are really cool. The, the combat system is neat. It's basically like it's elemental weakness in a new way where basically enemies are weak to a certain element. And then if you hit them enough it lowers a bar and then mm -hmm. if that bar goes all the way to zero they break and then you deal extra damage with all your attacks okay it's not like 
it's not like Pokemon elemental weakness where like I'm an ice type guy and if a fire type guy is fighting me, I'm fucked. Right? Yeah, right. Um, it's not quite like that. So you can build whatever team you want. It's just that you get advantages. You definitely get advantages for going after the opponent's elemental weaknesses. Okay. So I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a neat game. Uh, like I, I ain't gonna sit here and call it a game of the year contender or nothing. Sure. But for a game to to blow a few hours on. Yeah, I think it's neat. It sounds like a good time killer for sure. Yeah, like for me, this has been my uh, it's sort of taken the place Marvel Snap had for a while of like, oh, I got five minutes for this video to render at work. Let me fucking run through a real quick thing on Star Rail. (laughs) (laughs) I've mostly been playing on PC, uh, but I have fucked around a little bit on the phone. And I feel like, first of all, this game has controller support on phone, which Genshin didn't. So, yeah, that still blows up. my mind, honestly. Yeah, like they have controller support on Android, which is like, thank God, like I can just play this on my phone with a controller. But because the battles aren't real time, it's more tolerable to play on a touch screen. So, right. um, you know, if I just need to, like, accomplish something real quick, I can just do it on the touch screen and it's fine. Um, So, yeah, Honkai Star Rail. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, open your wallets and drop your pants. Here's a new Hoyoverse game. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably not going to spend any money on it. Um, but it, it seems like a neat game anyway. So, um, yeah, that's Honkai. Go me. I, gotcha. I, I got, I got, I got sucked into the vortex, dude. You know, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, like if you're not spending money on it, especially not like, you know, money that you should not be spending on these kind of games like whatever dude who cares if you're having fun that's what matters right yeah uh but if it's like i'm going into debt for this gotcha game okay hold on we need to talk about this right or like you know games are predatory by nature absolutely yeah exactly and i feel like there are definitely people who can play the game enjoy it and like at most do like, I don't know, I'll throw five bucks at it or something, you know, like the people are working on these games. They do have to make money and they should be able to continue to do that. Right. Um, but there are definitely people who are like, which is unfortunately what they're going after. Of like, I'm literally, here's a blank check. Just take whatever money you need. Give me the silly little thing in this game and you can have my money. Right. And it's like, Please. oh, that's not, oh, that's not good. That's not yeah. good. Please don't do that. Like, it's yeah. you're grown. Do what you want with your money, but like, you know, make sure you can eat <laughs> and <laughs> and pay your bills before right. you spend money on the shitty little mobile game. Do not let the waifus ruin your life. Who at the at the that's end of the day, very that's very good saying. That should be on uh, yeah. multiple T-shirts, probably. Yes. Do not do not let the waifus ruin your life, gang. Uh, be be careful in these gachapon games, but <laughs> they're fun. They're fun and they're cinematic. It almost feels like they've sort of taken the mantle of like uh like kind of what Final Fantasy used to be. Now that Final Fantasy is sort of like an action series, mm-hmm. you know, it sort of feels like Hoyo has taken the mantle of like, you know, in this very predatory monetary system, they do make full featured JRPGs. Oh, yeah. Like they make full featured, well-made video games. Um, Like you can't knock the quality of the game itself. I think the quality of the game itself is is really strong. And yeah, the trend, the trend continues with Honkai. I think it's a really strong game. Uh, I 
mostly fell into this because I've been fiending for space stuff, Spencer. Like, Fair. I played Skyrim to get ready for Starfield. And once I sort of figured out, like, oh, okay, I'm cool with these kind of games, I got really excited about Starfield. And then I got really excited about sci-fi. Then I watched a bunch of Star Wars, and I'm like, I want more. I want more sci-fi things. <laughs> Honkai was a, was a sci-fi thing. The other sci-fi thing I found on this binge... And I talked a bit about it a little bit on one of the news shows. Everspace 2. Mm -hmm. Spencer, this game, hardcore fucks. It is so good. It is basically uh, a space exploration game where you are... Um, basically, you used to work for this really bad organization. You broke away from them and you're helping out some miners. And then that organization shows up as like... You were a clone that we made. Fuck you, asshole. Come with us. You're in prison now. And homie's just like, nope, bye. Um, and basically, it's a game about exploring and surviving in space. You have these sort of bases. All the combat is starship-based. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has full range of starship motion. Uh, like, you can fly, flip-flop and fly in every which way direction. Uh, you collect items, you collect weaponry, you can customize your ship in any way. I think there's like 20 starship frames that you can use as a base that the, you can then customize sort of looter shooter style of like, oh, I found this cool weapon and attach that on and I want these shield components and that sort of thing. Um, I can't wait till this game comes to Xbox so I can stop hearing my PC scream as I play it because <laughs> I want to play this thing on max settings. It's beautiful. Like, it's mostly just like space environments, right? So it's like a bunch of stars and nebulas and stuff. And it's just like absolutely what I'm vibing with right now. Um, and it's a beautiful game. It's the spaceship combat is super fun. Being able to upgrade my ships is a blast. Like game fucks dude i can't wait for this thing to come to xbox like i need to actually go back and play the first one the first one's a very different game the first one is apparently more of like a um like a roguelike kind of thing where like you start a run with a base spaceship you fight you build up your spaceship and then when you die you start over right right the second game is a bit more open environment it's more diablo-y it's more like Diablo looter shooter sort of action RPG, that sort of vibe um, where you're sort of building up more over time. I think I would prefer that over the first game, but I mm -hmm. do still want to check out the first game while I'm waiting for the second one to come to Xbox, which they've said it's coming and it's going to be on Game Pass. And I cannot fucking wait for Everspace 2 to be on console so that I don't have to listen to my poor PC wail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your poor yeah. computer my this 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 sweet child has given me a great seven years of service she's approaching the end Spence. yeah <laughs> like, unfortunately yeah she's approaching the end um but yeah i've that's most of what i've been playing man i've been it's it's a lot of sci-fi stuff like yeah. i have been fiending for sci-fi content i actually picked up amazon prime so that i can watch the expanse damn um over over uh I picked that up last weekend. I haven't actually gotten to start watching the show yet, so um, well, I'll get there. But um, I just, I just, I'm, I just want sci-fi stuff right now. That's all I really want. Um, and uh, I went and found a whole bunch of it. There I get that though, because like 
I've been the same way with uh, with like fantasy stuff, right? Right. Like so, uh, when I started running my D and D campaign, that's like what hooked me in was like pulling into fantasy stuff. So now it's been like books that I want to read are fantasy, like video games. Like the only one I played was freaking Skyrim. Like that's fantasy based stuff, and like like the only thing that hasn't been really yet as much has been TV, uh, just because. I don't really have time <laughs> to to watch any other things than what I've already committed to, right? Uh, but yeah, like I get that. You know, you like one thing kind of like piques that interest, and you're like, completely pulled into it forever, right? <laughs> until right, exactly. until something piques my interest outside of it. Right, exactly. Like the the chaos gremlin in my body just like is latching on to anything sci-fi I can get my hands on. So if you guys know of any sweet sci-fi games on Game Pass that I should check out, let me know. I'll lose twenty more hours of my life. Absolutely, <laughs> you bet. Um, <laughs> uh, we're just holding out till Starfield comes out, man. It seems like you know, and I hate bringing Starfield into it because it seems like it's sort of become Xbox's last great hope with the always online crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I should say, the perpetually online crowd that hates always online, even though they are always online. Got you, nerds. Fuck you, Twitter. Um, I'm sorry. I'm very sassy at Xbox Twitter this week. No, that's fine. Um, we should be. They deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very sassy at Xbox Twitter this week. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm just like, I'm getting myself amped up. I'm getting myself ready. September can't come soon enough, man. But we got other games coming along the way and the game we're playing next month spence is the internet's favorite game right now (laughs) we're playing redfall baby we're doing it yep we're playing we're playing the feud we're committed we're committed to the bit um we said we were gonna play redfall we're gonna give you our honest opinions on it like i know we have probably been like i you know i don't know that we've been redfall's biggest defenders i don't think that's fair to say like a lot of the stuff that's been going around on that game isn't great, but yeah. we we promised you guys we'd play it and we'd give you our honest opinion, and that's what we're doing next month. June is going to be a big month. We've got the Xbox Game Showcase coming up in June, and we got Redfall coming. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting month here in Spark Pass land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, I think you're right. We haven't been like the defenders of it. I think we've just been more like, y'all just got to be real about shit right i think that's what we've been saying the whole time is like you know if you're gonna bash this game for one thing like bash the thousands of other games that do something similar or like yeah it's fucking 30 frames per second calm down bro it's gonna be fixed later like everyone who is immediately like on the train of xbox is dead because redfall runs at 30 frames per second like shut the fuck up that's been where we've we've been at because if this game sucks we're gonna tell you it sucks Exactly. 100%. And I'll tell you how disappointed I am that it sucks if it does. Absolutely. Because and, I've been excited we, for this for a while. Yep. And we're we're not afraid. If you are unsure whether we're afraid to talk shit about a game we were excited about, go check out the Atomic Heart episode. Like, God, the worst fucking you'll, game. That fucking game. You'll find out real fast that we don't give a fuck. If a game is bad, we'll tell you it's bad. Yeah. Um, and I also don't think that we, like are unfair about it right like right we weren't just like i didn't like this one thing so i dunked on the game because it's funny it was like no this game just wasn't fucking good dude yeah and 100%. i'm just gonna be real about it 
Yeah, 100%. And we'll see where we land on Redfall after we play it for ourselves. And that's what you should do too. You should play Redfall for yourself and see what you think of it. Let us know, hit us up on social media, Spark Pass on every social media on planet Earth, except for all the ones that we aren't on. You can hit up the MPI Creates Discord and check out the Spark Pass section. You can talk to us there. You can email us, sparkpass at gmail.com. All of those ways you can let us know how you feel about Redfall. And God, do I love reading people on the internet telling me how they feel about Redfall right now. So I'm sure that conversation will go great. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I, I thought we've had a lovely discussion today about Minecraft Legends. I thought we've I've loved this sort of two part Minecraft mini series that we've been doing. Uh, and it's time to dive in deep on Redfall, and I'm super excited to do that. Um, and see if I, I just have this vibe that I'm going to be like the internet contrarian. That's like, the game's good, actually. I like, I think it's actually kind of fine. I want that to be what happens where I just go, you know what? I fucking liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I it was awesome. <laughs> like, I, I, I hope that's where we're at coming in. Like, we'll be honest with you if it's bad, but like, it would sure be funny if I thought the game was kind of neat. Yeah. I um, think it would just make me laugh when I'm like, I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens with redfall next month and next month is the xbox game showcase so the schedule of the show is going to be a little bit different because the xbox game showcase sort of falls on the week where we put out the normal show mm -hmm. so i think what we're going to do is do the xbox game showcase that week and then do the redfall show the week after it'll probably be something like that we'll right. let you know on we'll let you know on social media once we know for sure but it'll be something to that effect where basically we'll do two straight news shows. It'll be like E3 prep, E3 show. I keep calling it E3. I'm sorry, I'm an old. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm stuck in my ways. It'll be something along those lines. But we'll let you know. June is shaping up to be a big month for Spark Pass, for Xbox, and for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Take care, everybody.